gentlemen, it's a new era. Cord Killers, our other show, is having a reckoning. We've killed all the cords. Now we're on the hunt for what to watch. And so we bring you this brand new show where we dive deep into the archives of television to examine one episode. We call this Spoiler in Time. I'm Tom Merritt. He's Brian Brushwood. Hey, man. Dude, uh, I'm glad that we're not having to come up with a new name for Spoiler in Time. <laughs> you do got to use your new voice, uh, though. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, it's not Spoiler in Time. It's Spoiler in Time. Spoiler, spoiler in Time. time. Uh, look, I, I want to break the tradition that we've started uh, on this three-episode arc where I only managed to see... Oh, you didn't catch up to last week's? Well... Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. you guys filled me in. You explained to me just how bonkers it was. It's pretty bonkers. But I will say, I will say, I really liked the uh, 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 the, the first eighty uh, percent uh, of this uh, uh, episode. And I can't wait for you to tell me how it ends. But uh, I I liked uh, liked this Tony. Uh, There's Pony. only one episode to watch a week, Brian. Yes, and yet uh, I found that we should we should pretend to assign you more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Tom, it's not every week that I call you at seven in the morning and say, I, know. I really want to be well prepared for this episode. So I'm going to work all day on it. And then at the very end, <laughs> discover, oh, whoops, wait a minute. I might have forgotten to watch Miami Vice. <laughs> but, uh, I, well, but I, but I, if it makes you feel any better, I almost forgot to watch it until last night because because of the same thing it's like wow i've only got the one to watch i can watch it whenever and then then you start to run short of time uh i too really liked the cinematography of part two hostile takeover well, and, and even the opening i thought was really strong um i actually also are, aren't we out of the Jan hammer era that's right? right like it's a new composer in season five but but it didn't immediately like stick out it's like oh wow new composer right. it, they it only still felt the consistent song. So yeah. um, uh, you guys can remind me how we got to this part, but the uh, uh, the whole idea of somebody who's undercover and it's unclear whether or not they're in too deep. Uh, I I was kind of rolling my eyes at his ponytail. All I could see was that yellow uh, yeah. <laughs> that yellow hairband that he kept wearing. Um, but uh, I believed it, and and. I believed uh, uh, all the crew back home being like, "Is has has he flipped?" And 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 I believed when he sees Rico and and it's like uh, uh, they're kind of talking in code to each other. It's like I don't know. It seems to me like you're a cop or whatever. I'm like, "Where's the wink? Where's the wink?" And I didn't get it. Um, uh, 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 but of all things, I don't know if either of you caught it. The thing I loved the most was the guest star in it. Did you notice him? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Brad, good, good Brad Bryce, did you, did, from the A-team. Max Headroom. Oh. No, no, no. Uh, Murdoch from the A-team is not the same actor as Max Headroom. Wait, what? Is Murdoch in there? No, 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 no. Uh, it, we're, we're, maybe I'm, I'm mistaken about the 18, but yes, Max Headroom. Max yes, Headroom. no, no, no. It, it's Black. Matt Frewer. Yeah. And, and that uh-huh. sent me on a whole rabbit hole because Matt Frewer, uh, I was like, 
was this after he was known as Max Headroom? And so I went back and I researched, and I'm like, yes, yep, it sure is. This is after he's known as Max Headroom, and wow. he's just playing a creepy, stringy-haired, uh, strung-out uh, uh, gangster. My, my apologies to Barkley from The Next Generation. Yeah, Roy that's Schultz, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't blame yeah, you for but, confusing the two. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but this is this is Max, uh, and, and yeah, uh, I recognized that voice immediately. As soon as he started to talk, I'm like, that's got to be Max Headroom, right? Uh, weirdly, though, IMDb does not list Max Headroom as one of his notable works. When you go to Matthew, uh, um, yeah. well, I, 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 Watchmen, I wonder, Dawn of the Dead, Hercules, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, those are more popular, though. Wait, wait, wait. I mean, those are they, more. They don't even list him as an actor on the show in which no, no, he appeared. No, as, down, as, if okay. you scroll all the way down, he's listed. But in the like the quick feature. known for. Yeah, you, you'll recognize this guy from these things. It's Watchmen, Dawn of the Dead, Hercules, and Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Uh, none of these are what he should be known for. No, he should be known for the very short-lived vaudeville-style st- uh, sitcom Doctor Doctor. Uh, they're <laughs> all on YouTube. I think it's uh, season one, episode five, maybe around the twenty-minute mark or whatever. He does. Like the the bit is he's just a doctor, but he gets folded into this um <laughs> this like local nightly news thing and in and he doesn't care. He doesn't want any of this. And so as a result, he keeps doing these things that that are just it's uh, it's it's over the top comedy there's this one moment he's trying to explain whiplash and so he's like well here let me show you you take this doll and he's not doing it on purpose but matt frewer the actor is so good at slapstick comedy that he's like whiplash works like this let's say you get hit from behind and he whips the head back and the head flies off the doll and not knowing what to do being live on air he leans his head down <laughs> to the doll and waves his hand and says, so back to you, Mr. News Anchorman, I'm me. And so, oh, it's so, so good. Um, but anyway, it, it, it was an absolute treat uh, to see all this. And I really believe the tension when, when we got to the part with, um, uh, 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 with, uh, why can't, Everyone has three names. They got their actual actor name, their actual character name, and their fake character name. And their undercover name. Yeah. yeah Mr. Hanging, we were hanging with Mr. Cooper, AA, AKA Tubbs. Was he Mr. Cooper? No, his name, his name, his undercover name is Cooper. Oh, okay. In this episode. Right. Okay, well now, all right, great. There's a fourth name now, and it's the nickname that Tom makes up to reference him. Well, it's, no, I was just referencing Mr. Cooper. No, and that's fine. Look, I'm the to... one, I'm the one who said Mr. Blue Eyes, the guy who eats a lot of eggs, <laughs> and you were able to remember it's yeah. Academy Award winner, Paul Newman. I just looked it up on IMDb. <laughs> I just looked for the other name I recognized. So... I did want to uh, give special attention to the cinematography and the direction on this episode, because I don't know if you, did you all think it was, did it stick out to you? Cause it was one of the things that stick out to me, the shot framing, the pacing, the direction of this episode, even though it's part two felt superior 
to the previous part, Mirror Image, that we watched for last week. And we talked good things about the, the cinematography on that episode, too. Or at least yeah, at, it wasn't at the bad end. last week. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, last week was directed by Richard Compton and written by Nelson Oramus, Robert Palm, and Daniel Sackheim. This episode directed by Don Johnson and written I, by I, two I, entirely uh, different people, Ken Solars and Anthony Yerkovich. I, I went in... First of all, hostile because I knew it was the beginning of the last season, knowing that you guys did not have kind things to say about the cliffhanger from last season. Yeah. And then I saw directed by John Don Johnson and I folded my arms. And I was like, all right, here we go. All right. And then I saw got? Matt Frewer. And then I was like, and then I saw the ponytail. Uh but then but then, but then I was like, uh, guys, this is I think I think way good. I I, I don't know why. Uh, how they're going to screw it up and not get renewed, but <laughs> yeah, well, they've got, they've got 22 more episodes to go to, to screw it up. So yeah. Um, did it, did it feel uh, like they, was there a big computing revolution between season four and oh five? Because, God. okay. All right. Yes. No. I... So the Mac two got front and center placement. Like, yeah. look what this Macintosh. I don't know the future who, uh, of who Steve life. Jobs met with to be like, you got to show, look at these images. You can see photos on your computer on a Mac two. You got to give the, you got to give that front and center, give it, give it a good shot. Cause yeah, man, that, that scene lasted a while, but I was also kind of fascinated with how they did it. Well, uh, I, I, I believe, um, I'm doing a bit now, so don't actually listen. Uh, but, but, um, <laughs> I believe it was originally positioned as the Apple Exposition Pro, where you could <laughs> yeah, show that was, a bunch that was of the code name. Right. <laughs> yes, yeah. a bunch of characters and explain the one note that you should know about them. This is a smart one, a college boy. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was called Exposition Maker, uh, and that was the software that Apple would bundle, <laughs> bundle in on that. Lotus, um, Lotus plots. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, that bathhouse scene. Oh, is that at the end? Is that, is that after no, I? No, that's that's midway. Uh, that that's when they 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 execute. They do the revenge killing. Oh uh, yeah, Miguel yeah, orders yeah, the yeah. Revenge killing, and it's uh, it's for primetime television in the eighties. Um, you know, uh, not not something I would expect to see. Do you know what? Uh, in, including the morning later of his special, using the word special friend. Uh, I was I was surprised to see that in, in a Miami Vice. Do you, do you know what I think happened, Tom? Is I think that we hit the uncanny valley where it was, despite all my expectations, it was good enough that I was in movie watching mode. So as a result, it didn't like it didn't stick out to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we've had so many campy scene. episodes right. of this show that right. I've just I've just enjoyed you know gobbling up all the little morsels of 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 how cheesy this or that is. But but you're right. I I think I got lured into like I'm yeah I'm just watching a movie. Yeah no I understand your special friend. Yeah no I get it. Um, yeah right. You wouldn't yeah. bat an eye at it in a in a story now. Mm. Also, uh, uh, this is uh, what the wiki is, is saying. Uh, uh, the introduction of more uh, curse words in Miami Vice this season. Oh, really? We see more uh, more bitches and bastards, as they oh, say in the okay. law offices. Did, uh, yeah. uh, uh, okay, so no, uh, that did not stick out to me. So that's interesting. Too. Yeah, uh, we're real. I mean, we're really like desensitized to to yeah, curse, to yeah, curse yeah. words now. It must have been huge uh, in in the eighties. I'm not going to let my kids watch that Miami Vice with their potty mouths. You bastard. 
Been directed by Don Johnson. That's amazing. Apparently, his yeah. last Miami Vice episode that he directed, he's he directed three more before this. So uh, let's. I think let's we've talk, watched at least one of those. Too. Let's talk about the scene where Crockett and Tubbs are are kind of just eyeing each other. Um, that was uh, unironically kind of electric for me. I, am I alone in that? It was great. I got hung up on the fact that I figured since Sonny had been assigned to shoot Tubbs in the previous episode, and that was a big deal, and the only reason Tubbs survived is because they convinced him to wear the bulletproof uh, jacket, I was like, wouldn't Sonny recognize Cooper as Tubbs? What, like when they're like, we're going to send you an undercover, I'm like, these folks already know who you are. They put a hit on you with Sonny as the person to put the hit on you. Like, how how are you how how are you expecting not to blow your cover? Uh, that kept running through my mind. If if oh. you let go of that, and I'm like, ah, maybe you just said shoot the guy going down the the alley, and he didn't look twice. Well, that kind of undermines the drama of the previous episode, but it makes all the drama better here. You know what I'm realizing is, I think they knew they wanted to do a reboot, and that's why the last episode of season four seems so ridiculous to you guys. Like, what? He's crazy now. But but as a result, coming in, uh, because I did not see the end of the previous episode, um, I just assumed it's like, oh, this is the story of a vice operative who has just gotten in too deep, and it's not clear what side he's on. Yeah. Uh, they, they didn't cartoonishly portray him as crazy in this. Here's a here's another passage from the Mikey, Miami Vice wiki. The opening sequence consisting of cinematic shots of Miami at night and a lengthy nightclub party scene can be seen as an attempt to convince viewers that the show had returned to the style that made it famous in its first three seasons, particularly after the sometimes wayward scripts and sets of season four. Uh, ironically, the fifth season is today almost always cited by fans as having a markedly different tone to the rest of the series, which I agree with. Yeah. Yeah, this episode certainly uh, had a had a markedly different tone. Well, uh, uh, since since we're in spoiler in time, can you guys just tell me what the last five minutes were? Because that's I think that's where I was before I started doing more research for the show. Uh, Tom, right. yeah. So uh, so so basically, um, Miguel gets mad at Sonny uh, for for moving in on his girl because uh, he catches Sonny coming out of her room. Uh, and so, uh, he tries to kill Sonny and Sonny kills him instead. Cause that's who Sonny is now. He doesn't, he doesn't wait around. Um, and that's, that's I, I, a I, very I, sloppy and, uh, explanation of what happens. The, the shooting of Miguel, uh, I think there was a guy in the bushes trying to kill Sonny and he misses because somebody yells and and they kill Miguel. So maybe it wasn't Sonny. Now that I'm remembering it, maybe it wasn't Sonny that kills Miguel. But it was very sloppy. It was a very sloppy situation that kills Miguel, leaving Sonny in charge of of that crime operation. Uh, then he goes to meet Cooper, who's Tubbs, and they have uh, the conversation with Tubbs about. Hey man, it's me. Uh, I'm 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 Tubbs, Sonny. Remember me? And you start to see the the memories start to come thicker. That they they've been kind of slowly alluding that Sonny might be having flashes of memory uh, at the end. Well, so I I think I might be having the superior experience by 
constantly missing the end because because it seems less silly to me because when they did the flashback stuff that just felt to me like uh, don't try uh, to rationalize uh, forgetting your work as, as the superior experience. Uh, okay. okay. Uh, also, I think I legitimately had the superior experience. I don't think you did. Well, let's put it. It's 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 a lot it's gonna less be, genuine experience. Let's we'll put it that way. It's gonna be it's gonna be tougher if you follow this up with a hat trick next week. Uh, no, I can't. I, 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 we gotta I, find him. I'll see him. all this stuff, and then my opinion next week. Get ready for the big disappointment when Brian's like, "Yeah, guys, this is all dumb as hell." The fact that he had amnesia and got <laughs> it back. Because I watched the entire episode. Well, and then because it doesn't read that way when you <laughs> when you miss the ending to the one before. But that well, also and, means that the episode isn't very good if you have to miss part of it for it to be good. I think that's. Mm. that's that's interesting right so it's so like it, it, okay maybe that's well, the fault and, of the episode maybe it's the fault of procedural television of its era yeah maybe yeah, that's a good point yeah. uh i mean tubs 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 getting shot twice is, <laughs> got shot is is weird he gets he they, they uh hint that like he got shot at the very end is that am i remembering mm. that right tom um yeah that well this time, it, I, I actually found the tub shooting more interesting because you see him go, you see him drop his cover, which is risky, and say, it's me, it's Tubbs. And you see Sonny having more flashes of memory, uh, which you're like, oh, is he going to get his memory back? Is he going to get his memory back? And then you got to upstairs with, with the lady and the other uh, members of the crime syndicate, and you hear a gunshot, but you don't know who shot who. The implication is that Sonny shot Tubbs, but we didn't see it. Tom, I'm going to make you a promise. I'm going to watch all the scenes I missed. And here's my second promise. Next week, I'm going to hate all of it. (laughs) Because there's... That's fair. That's totally fair. mm, But at least it's genuine. I actually did enjoy... (laughs) You're probably going to have the best version of it watching just three hours. This is two and a half hour movie all at once. Like Maybe. I'd skip the the last episode of season four. Like, I don't think you need to watch the end of that. I do think the end of of 501 is good. I I would just start where you left off, watch the end of this episode, and then go roll into episode two of season five. Um, uh, So Matt Frewer is going to be in the next one as well, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, as far as we know. His well, character oh, okay. no, is no, still he, around. Like he didn't die in the part that I oh, that yeah, I yeah, that yeah, I right. ran on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah I, I actually think this is a strong ending to this episode, which is you know shot rings out and you're left on the hook. Is it, who who did the shooting? There there's also other folks who've been shooting as sloppy as the one of Miguel was. It's like it shows like oh that other crime family is still out for blood. Uh, maybe maybe it's a sniper again trying to shoot Sunny. Who knows. How do we get Sonny back? Is it is like does how it, do we get Sonny back in a way we believe and is good? That's the question. Does he? Because you can just have his memory come back, and he's like, "Oh my God, Tubbs, that shot brought me back. Let's work together to get out of this situation." And then then he has to convince the the you know that that when he shot that cop, uh, he wasn't he didn't remember who he was, and he's not responsible for his actions. And oh my gosh, and he's going to have a crisis and makes I mean, him a deep, I, I, complex I, I, character and all that. But but I want it to be more than just 
oh, my memory suddenly came back. I want, I want something else there. Well, I, um, hmm, uh, uh, this is more after talk stuff, but, um, the, uh, like when my brother passed away, uh, uh, the way I explain it to friends, family, and the team is I'm like, I went to sleep for a little bit, but I'm back now. And I, I, I would imagine something that simple would be like, I got in too deep. But I'm back now, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. But what brings it back is where I'm at, right? Which is because I because I like that. And 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 it being pulled from your own experience is is particularly compelling because it's real. Um but but what brings him back? What causes that what oh, oh, it's, him, what it's his kid. They they already foreshadowed all that. That's that's why uh, I, I, yeah, I found it. That's right. That's what mm. that's why all those images where they resounded with me is like, mm -hmm. that's the one thing he's like, yeah, wasn't there like a kid or something like his mm -hmm. kid is mm -hmm. like, no, you, yes, your that's job it. is to pretend to be somebody else, but you have a real responsibility, boots on the ground, concrete right here in the form of this child that you are supposed to be raising. And that's going to be what bring him, brings him back. All right. I, I like that. I'll put my money on that as well. All right, folks, anything else about Hostile Takeover, episode five season, or episode one season Swear five. Swear to God, you just said Hostile Takeover. I thought I was about to see like another sunny beach uh, <laughs> bumper. <laughs> we can't make a new Miami Vice bumper every week. <laughs> well, that is it for spoiler in time. Next Ooh. week. Uh, we will talk about Redemption in Blood, which is part three of this three-part story bridging season four and five. That is season five, episode two of Miami Vice. Thanks, everybody, for supporting us. You get this early if you're a patron, and you get the after talk where we talk more spoilery talk. Become a patron at patreon.com slash cordkillers. We will spoil you again next time. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>